Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 223, and we are talking about body dysmorphia. This is one of those, again, where if you feel like you're suffering from this condition, please have the conversation with your doctor. That would be the good starting point for any other type of medical attention or treatment that you would need. This is a very serious condition. This is a diagnosed condition. So if you think you suffer from it, talk to your doctor um, so that you can get the help that you need. Because this is a very, this is a very, uh, this topic hits home to, I think for everyone on some level, uh, within the weight loss community, I think there's there's um, I think there's two versions that this particular term gets lumped into. There's the medical version where you've been diagnosed, and then there's the part where um, where you used to look a certain way, you were overweight, and then you constantly either see that person in the mirror when you get the side glance when you're you know out in public or you're in front of the um, or, or when you are in front of the mirror, um, and you, you see the old you at, at the heavier weight, um, or you start fixating and thinking that, you know, looking a certain way or weighing a certain way is going to, is going to make you happy. Um, now the answer I think, cause this is, and, and this will be another one of those episodes where I can really tell you about my personal experience with this and kind of where I was able to get with it. Um, it was never to an extent that I felt that I needed medical, that I needed to be evaluated and, and have some kind of treatment for it. Um, you know, when I was, when I was 18 years old, this is when I had first really gotten through my first round of successful weight loss. Uh, I told you guys that when I was 15, or right before I turned 15, about a month before, is when I really started becoming aware of my weight. And then over the course of the next couple of years, started exercising, started, you know, eating, actually just, well, I, I was still eating a lot of the same things. I just was not like crushing bags of Cool Ranch Doritos while playing uh, Sega Genesis and PlayStation. So, um, so I started eating better and I'd lost weight and then, um, and, and then that would have been my junior year of high school. I started reading the men's fitness magazines. Um, not just that one by name, it was like men's fitness, men's health, exercise for men only, all kinds of like, uh, you know, bodybuilder stuff and, and, uh, but in the general, uh, lifestyle type things. And, that's when I really was like, after reading those, I'm like, I want, I want six pack abs. Who didn't, you know, who doesn't? That's like still, you know, your, your midsection is something that is still, uh, really hit on by the, by the publications. And, um, so I wanted that, I wanted that look. And I felt like, I remember this, I'm like, you know, if I get a six pack, the girls are going to want to talk to me. I'll have more confidence. I, I, I can still remember, I, I remember the thought process on this and we're talking almost 20 years later now. And, and, um, so, you know, it's what I, I, I did what I thought I would, which was, I worked out a lot. 
Um, I remember that summer because that was between that was between high school and college. I was probably working out. Uh, it was probably an hour hour and a half a day, and it was probably um, probably six days a week. And which really, it's funny, like not much different than what I do workout wise now. But what was different is I was constantly thinking about it. So when I wasn't working out, I was reading these magazines. And um, when I wasn't reading the magazines, I was eating a very low calorie, low fat, because this this was still like low fat. This is when I would have been eating some snack wells every once in a while because they didn't have fat in them, but they tasted like cardboard. Um, so, so yeah, it was constantly on my mind and I was doing, uh, all kinds of ab workouts to the point once where I remember I had, I had, a, like, I had a visible bruise cause I was overtraining them so much and, um, but I, I ended up. I mean, I dropped weight and I would say that and this happened twice. This happened once then, then while I was, uh, in high school in the summer after. And then, and then I, I took a year off from that and I was, uh, then wanting to bulk up. Um, so again, I was still, I was working out then, my gosh, that year I was probably working out almost two hours a day and it was probably six or seven days a week. This is like, this was my hobby then. I just loved exercising. I loved working out. And, um, but I was gaining weight. But then after that, after that year, I decided I wanted to get really slim again. And the abs were the way to do it. And this time I remember my, my go-to meal was a can of tuna with, because high protein and with barbecue sauce. And then, um, I would microwave that and put cheese on it. It was like, it's tuna barbecue. It was disgusting, but it was low fat. It was high protein. And then I ate a lot of like, um, chicken and vegetables, grilled chicken and vegetables. I had a George Foreman grill back then. Um, but what happened? So I, I was, I was fixated and focused on this stuff all the time. At that point I was still reading the magazine. See, this was like when the internet was really kind of starting you know, AOL was, was big. Google was around. Yahoo was around, but like you weren't, I was aware that men's health had a website and I would go on there and look at articles, but it wasn't most of my reinforcement was I would go through, I mean, I had a subscription to the magazines and I would go through back issues and I always would look at the ab actually, like the ab issues. So my whole thought was if I get the abs, like, you know, it, it was, it was all about the abs. So the, but the way I was eating to to get my weight this low was it was low fat um, and that nasty oh my gosh that nasty tuna barbecue uh, but then I was I, I mean so first it was really really restrictive low fat then it was a lot of um, protein bars and um, this is also when I was doing the Taco Bell diet to some extent no that might have been. That actually might have been a year later. Actually, a year later, I was actually in a, in a really good place with this stuff. But as of right now, so we're looking at 2002, um, it was still all about the abs. And, you know, my a lot of my confidence and a lot of my self-worth was going to be like, I have to get the stomach. I have to look this way. And 
you know, and, and like I got there. So, and, but what was funny is like, do a thing. The only thing I like, the only thing I really was when I had the six pack was hungry. And it was like, I, I, then I, I, then I really started thinking about food all the time. Um, cause it was interesting when I was a kid, I used to eat to kind of cope and deal with feelings. Like I mentioned eating the cool ranch Doritos while playing video games. So that's, that's, that's how I coped with a lot of things. And then, but when I went to, it's funny cause the first time I went to lose weight, I told you it took me a couple of years. And like, I just, I remember like, I just stopped drinking regular soda. You know, I stopped drinking uh, fruitopia. You guys remember Fruitopia? We're talking like 19, we're talking like 1996, 97 with those. I haven't seen those in forever. Um, but, but, um, I, I didn't have like, it was just like, well, stop drinking the sugary drinks, stop eating a lot of candy and exercise. And then, so the first time through, like it was, it just was like something I did. But that was before, so I was losing weight without, you know, really getting into the weight loss, weight loss culture, you know, but once I started reading the magazines, um, you know, I'm looking at, at the articles on how to get the abs. And I remember all my gosh, all the time, especially that first year is when, um, EAS or not EAS was later, um, metrics was, was, um, I think that's how you say it. It's funny. Like they were the only sports nutrition company that I was buying stuff for. I didn't even know how to pronounce the name, um, metrics or, or yeah, I think it's just metrics, um, M E T hyphen R X. Uh, but oh my gosh, I, I then started eating bars. Okay. And then I started drinking shakes. Cause like I, when I lost the weight, I lit, like I was just eating food. It wasn't even quote unquote good food. Like I would go to Wendy's and get a grilled chicken sandwich or, you know, I'd go to McDonald's and get a grilled chicken sandwich or, you know, like I just, it just wasn't, um, I, I, like I was just doing this stuff and now there, there was no real thought to it and how I'm getting this to, and it's really crazy because as I'm having this conversation with you, uh, cause that's what this is turning into, <laughs> that's what this is. Um, is, uh, as I started really getting into the weight loss culture is when I really became, a, a, you know, aware or thinking that looking a certain way would make me happy. And I remember going back to that year, uh, between high school and college, that summer between high school and college, they actually had a men's health 18. So this was geared towards teenagers and I still, oh my God, I like, I still remember the cover of this. I had one episode, there was one issue of it and it was this dude, um, he's holding a football and he's like, you know, grinning or whatever, yelling. And, but he, he's, he was built like a chiseled lean wide receiver. I remember, I remember seeing this and, but like the whole image When you saw this picture, it was this guy's happy. This guy's got confidence. This guy's got abs, clearly, because the abs are are the focal point of the magazine. Um, So, I mean, it's just, it's funny because when I, that that really, it's like I lost the weight, but then when I lost the weight, now it's time to 
get into the whole, I, I got to be better. And then when I start, you know, I got to, you know, I'll get the abs. I'll read up on this stuff. I'll read the, the fitness magazines. The fitness magazines are telling me to get the abs. So I'm going to get the abs. This again, like this is before the internet stuff. Okay. So the whole thing, I think for a lot of us is that what we see constantly when we're aware of stuff outside of our own situation around the stuff that we're doing, um, that's where we start to have issues with things. That's where we start to fixate on things that maybe we can't control, or we think that things are going to make us happy that really, if you get there, you're going to find that you're really left holding an empty bag. And I think in the community that we're in, where there are so many very supportive people, there's also a lot of, of information. Some of that information is meant to be misleading and it's meant to, to get us to focus on our insecurities and it's meant to get us to feel that if we look a certain way, take a certain product, use a certain service, that that's going to fix us and quote unquote. And it, it's hard because when you start to have progress, and I think that this is true for anybody within weight loss, you, you're still going to see that old you at times and you just don't know how to handle that. You're like, what the the hell? Like I was trying to get away from this. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see this person anymore. Looking back at me, I'm not that person anymore. And then it's like, you know, wait a minute. You can go one of two directions with this. You can continue to look at that person, pick apart what you see in the mirror and say, oh, I see the old me. That's not good enough. Or you can start to look at that person and say, you know what? We're doing this together. And wherever you are right now is good enough. We're going to put the work in we need to do and we're going to get to where we need to go. This will not happen overnight. You're going to think you're doing so well with being body positive and accepting yourself in your own skin and then all of a sudden it'll hit you out of nowhere. How you handle that determines how successful you're going to be. How happy you're going to be. I measure success in a fitness program with your happiness with the process. That's success. Because there's certain things that have to happen regardless. You're going to have to put work in. You're like, you're going to have to exercise. You're going to have to follow an eating plan. But it really is kind of the relationship you have with yourself and the process that you're going through that determines how successful you'll be. And this this actually has been, this has been a fun episode to do because as I'm telling you this, I, I had... When this when this topic came up, and I'm not going to, because of the nature of the topic, I'm not really, I'm not going to say who suggested it unless they say, hey, you should tell everybody about me, then I will. Um, you know, it, I didn't, I know that we all deal with this. Um, to some extent within the community, like it happens to everybody. And that if you feel that at some, if you feel you're dealing with it, um, because there's so much intensity around it, if you think you have it, talk to your doctor 
and figure it out because, you know, it's not, I can say now, look in the mirror and love yourself because I do that. But it can, it became very clear to me, really, honestly, not until I started telling you this, like my own history of it, just how, how indifferent I was when I actually lost weight the first time. And I told you, it took me years to do it. I didn't care. Like, it, it didn't bother me. I, I think I remember, like, I remember when I would go down a jean size and then a shirt size. I was happy with that. That was cool. It was before we were all posting about non-scale victories. But I didn't, like, I didn't care. And then all of a sudden, when I quote-unquote, I'm saying quote-unquote a lot here. When I started to become educated on the industry, well, then I felt like I had problems. What is that about? And I can tell you exactly what it's about. It's about mainstream publications and mainstream information being thrown at us that we are not who we need to be. And if we do a certain... And if we do follow a certain program or a certain routine, that we're going to like ourselves. That's going to make us happy. That's the missing piece. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Because you have everything that you need inside you right now to like and then love yourself. You're just going to have to work at it. And part of that work because I don't know where your individual situation is right now, is going to be talking to your doctor about it. And it might be escalated beyond that to where you talk to a specialist or you get counseling. But you know what? It would be worth it. Now, I can't tell you how somehow from being overweight and, and being totally obsessed with having a washboard stomach and putting my value in myself on how my appearance was at one point to then, you know, losing all my hair, um, you know, look, really becoming aware of, not, well, I was always aware, but I mean, having the physical disability, like, I, I, I'm not sure how I have the view of myself now that I do, but I'm so thankful that I have it. I mean, I can look literally like when I'm, when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I can't, I'm sure there's times I look at myself. I'm like, "Eh, you might want to do, you might want to do something a little bit extra, but I'll tell you, normally when I look in the mirror, I'm like, dude, you're looking good. And like, I'll catch myself. Um, like I've told you, like the stuff that irritates me is the, the, the facial expressions people have out in public when they see me, but like, I'll see myself walking and full, like I'll see the full size in the mirror. And, and I'm like, yeah, dude, rock it. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I did it or when it happened. It had to have been gradual because this isn't one of those things where you just wake up one night and love or one morning and love yourself. I don't think. I think it takes time. And I think it, it absolutely can take a team um, to help you get there. Because they're so, oh my gosh. The messages don't stop. The messages that focus and fixate on our insecurities don't stop. Now, I don't know what it's going to take for you to 
look in the mirror and realize where you are right now. I don't care how much you weigh. I don't care, um, you know, I, I don't care what you look like. You're enough right now. And if you're deciding that you're going to um, lose weight, get in better shape, and you're doing this for you, and you also you know, want to be there for some family and such, and some friends, then yeah, you're going to do it to better yourself. But just realize right now, you are enough. And if you're fixating on, if you're thinking that there's things within your, with your body and the way you look that are going to make you feel better about yourself, doesn't matter what somebody else tells you in an advertisement or otherwise, doesn't matter how much you spend, doesn't matter to, to quote unquote fix, that stuff's not going to make you happy. You're going to find other stuff to fix. How screwed up is that, man? I just... Body dysmorphia is real. We all, I think, in this community have had to deal with it from some, at some point or another. My hope for you is that you're able to recognize when stuff is being pushed at your insecurities and really drilling down on, on those. Because... That's a tactic to get you to feel like you're not enough. If you feel like you're not enough, you're going to spend money on some stupid shit, on an empty promise, on a bunch of empty promises. Um, I just, and then it just hit me how much profanity I've actually put in this uh, this particular episode. This stuff, this stuff gets me though. I, I more than anything else. Marketing and selling based on somebody's insecurities is absolute garbage. It's it to me is the lowest of the low. Because you're making promises about a product or a service or something. And you're directly or indirectly. I don't care if you're not directly making the statement. If you're making a statement that implies that this particular product is going to make somebody happy or with themselves. I have no tolerance, none. I don't, but Daryl, you sell in the fitness industry. I do. I sell the skill set that people are going to be able to build their own lifestyle and are going to have the skills to actually focus on the things they're doing right instead of focusing on the things that they feel they don't have. I design things to help people realize how awesome they actually are and that they have all the stuff they need right now. And I sell them on a better relationship with an active lifestyle for the rest of their life. And I do feel like myself and the other folks within this within the fitness industry that have had enough of this garbage. It's like we're on opposing sides with the industry. Because the same stuff still goes on. Still goes on. See the magazines. You'll see them over the holidays. You know. 
lose however many pounds by New Year's Day. (laughs) The quick and easy fix. No quick and easy fix to this stuff, guys. There shouldn't be. Like, you, you, it's so, the process should not bother you. Like, it is the most enjoyable part of all of this. Why would you want to rush it? You want to rush it because the magazines tell you six weeks. The Instagram posts tell you 14 days. <laughs> they're wrong. Good Lord, they're wrong. I'm telling you as somebody that, like, I just told you, step by step, the issues that I went through like thinking I wasn't enough or thinking I had to look a certain way. And before any of that, when I, when I had lost weight the first time without getting into any of this, like this fitness media nonsense garbage, like I was just cool with the process. Oh man, man, oh man, we're going to change this industry, you and me. (laughs) <laughs> and hopefully a few other people, we're going to do it. There, it, it is, it, there's so much of a space here for actually enjoying the process that you're going through and building the lifestyle that you want and getting the outcome that you're looking for. By the way, you can still lose weight. Your weight's going to respond. If you do the things that you're, that that are within your control and you figure out how to, to accept like, and then hopefully love yourself. You still got to put the work in, but you can do it. And I just, I feel because I, I remember that, like, you know, I feel for anybody that doesn't think their body is enough. That doesn't think that thinks changing something is going to make them feel better about themselves. I feel for them because I was them. But I I I was in that situation because I bought into the BS. Now it's not always just the fitness magazines, it could also be you know, what people say to you as you're growing up or as you're an adult. I mean, that, that stuff sticks with you. <sighs> but again, if you suffer from body dysmorphia, which I know so many people do, talk to your doctor. Take the steps that need to be taken and find ways to really work on accepting yourself. The biggest thing for me was just looking at myself in the mirror and saying I was enough until I believed it. Wasn't a one-day thing either. You do it over and over and eventually it, it you know, you do believe it. And then you get in a situation where you see other people dealing with this and you feel you just you feel for them because you know it eats away at them and they're like they're so hopeful that this one thing is going to make them feel better about themselves and then you just have absolute disdain for the industry 
because the industry goes on and the industry is now teaching a new generation of people to not like themselves. I I, I just thought about that. It's like people that weren't even alive when I was uh, thumbing through that Men's Health 18. They're now falling into the same patterns and the same traps. Yeah. um, Talk to your doctor. And know that you're not alone and know, know that you're enough. However you look, however you feel right now, it doesn't matter whatever your size, whatever your, your appearance is, none of it. You're enough. That's all I really have. (laughs) Um, Normally, I would ask for you to email me your thoughts on this. I'm happy to have conversations um, on email or, or Instagram, but I'm, I'm telling you, like, if you're seriously dealing with this, you, you need to make sure that you talk to a doctor about it, your doctor, and not Dr. Instagram <laughs> or Dr. Facebook um, or WebMD. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, if you know of anyone that's dealing with body dysmorphia, I ask that you share this episode with them. Um, just this, uh, this is a tough topic, but it's a common topic. There's a lot of people that are struggling with it, but, um, thank you for listening and I will talk to you again real soon.